What is courage? Are you courageous? Are you courageous enough to receive a national award? Five South Carolina senators are. We'll talk about that. Plus, Donald Trump appears to try to reword his stance on abortion. Mr. Zelensky heads to Washington, and, well, our government tries to continue to get shaken down for more money. We talk about what happened in Washington over the last couple days. And record high illegal immigration is back. It's continuing. KJP tells us it's just the ebbs and flows. It's how it goes. All of it today on the Friday edition of the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome in. It's Friday morning at the time of this recording, 9.44 a.m. on Friday, September 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2023. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. We're going to go rapid fire here, try to move through some major news events from the week. First, we turn to the state of South Carolina. I'm going to read from a press release from the JFK Library. In an atmosphere of overwhelming polarization, the only women in the South Carolina Senate, three Republican, one Independent, wink, and one Democrat, formed an unlikely coalition to protect abortion rights in their state. In April of 2023, Senators Katrina Sheely, Margie Bright Matthews, Mia McLeod, Sandy Sin, and Penry Gustafson held a two-day filibuster to block a near-total abortion ban in South Carolina. During the filibuster, each of the five lawmakers took turns describing their complexities of pre- describing the complexities of pregnancy, pardon me, and the reproductive system, the dangers of lack of access to contraception, and inadequate privacy laws. Senators Bright Matthews and McLeod even publicly shared their deeply personal experiences with the subject on the Senate floor. Their filibuster halted the passage of the ban. In the immediate aftermath of their filibuster, the sister senators were heckled and harassed by anti-abortion advocates. The three Republicans were also met with strong opposition from their own party, including censures and promises of primary challenges in 2024. On Sunday, October 29th, 2023, Ambassador Caroline Kennedy, that's Ambassador to Australia Caroline Kennedy, the daughter of Jack, and her children, Jack Schlossberg and Tatiana Schlossberg, members of the Profile in the Courage Award Committee, will present the awards in a live stream ceremony. This press release coming from the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library and Museum. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do. Ask what you can do to protect killing innocent children. Um... He didn't so, say that no, in he his didn't. inaugural address. Um, so courageous, uh, at least according to the John F. Kennedy uh, Presidential Library and Museum. Sure. Um, okay. It's courageous, you uh-huh. know, uh, and so they're getting an award. I find it interesting, and I'm just going to, we're going to be careful. Hi to all of our folks listening and watching. I was told again. This is not the this is not the attempt to stop the heartbeat bill. Most recently, no, this which, was the Human Life Protection Act. Right, right. They're they're um, uh, pro abortionists are dancing on the grave of that bill that didn't make it. The the point is, I was told during that two day filibuster, mm-hmm. which by the way, let's reframe here. It's not as if the Senate stayed in session and they stood at the well talking for forty eight hours. The I was told that. A majority of South Carolinians held the same view on abortion as these and others who were against the Human Life Protection Act. That's what I was told. Right. Whether that's true or not is irrelevant at this juncture. I was told that the majority of South Carolinians agreed with them. 
So I ask the question. It doesn't need an answer, and we'll move on after this. And this is how I define courage. Is courage doing the thing that everyone else wants you to do and thinks you should do? Or is it doing the right thing? Now, speaking of doing the right thing, Donald John Trump, President number 45, uh, was speaking. He was speaking. Speaking. At a rally event. Um, he a bug on his hair? No, he didn't. It wouldn't, well, it wouldn't land. Former President Donald Trump mentioned abortion during a rally for his presidential campaign in Iowa. Mm. Trump said Democrats are the real radicals on abortion, not pro-life Americans who support women and unborn children. Wait, he's hedging on his pro-life stance once again? <clears throat> Quote, we have to expose the Democrats Did he sound like that one? as being the true radicals. They're radicals. They're radically radical. Pro-lifers aren't radicals. They're the radicals on the abortion issue, and you have to say that, and that they allow the killing of babies in the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth month, and they even allow the killing of the baby after birth. Now, that is true. Yes. That is, that is a correct is- statement. He brought that up in the 2016 debate yes. with Hillary Clinton when he's, she would she would rip a baby from the womb. I, it jarred people, but it was true. Yeah, maybe she wouldn't, but she supports policies that do. Right. Trump also emphasized that Republicans have to have a better message during the 2024 presidential campaign to win. Excuse me, sir, you're leading by 50 points. Maybe you should have a better message. Without the exceptions, this is a quote. It is very difficult to win elections. We'd probably lose majorities in Congress in 2024 without the exceptions and perhaps the presidency itself. Funny, you should probably understand that because we lost the majorities in Congress and the presidency itself in 2020. Trump told supporters, quote, to follow your heart on whether it is appropriate to kill babies in cases of rape or incest, but that strategically the pro-life position on such cases is not supported by a majority of Americans, so it needs to be de-emphasized. De-emphasized. In because other words, Republicans put on the back still burner because it's going to cost us elections. Without the exceptions, it is very difficult to win elections. Mm. We'd probably lose the majority. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But you have to follow your heart, regardless. You have to follow your heart. Can't do it just for the election. Follow your heart. But you have to follow your heart. Sounds like a Disney song. The same time, we is have Trump, to win elections. Is Trump a Disney character? Follow your heart. Is it the heart of Tafiti from Moana? Great, Ooh. great. Probably Listen the best. To your heart. Probably the best new Disney movie out there is Sorry. Moana. Moana and Tangled, literally top two in new Disney movies. I feel they're both great. I don't even care. I don't even care. They're really good. I'll go home and watch it right now. I love them. They're so good. In order to win the twenty twenty four, in order to win in twenty twenty four, Republicans must learn how to properly talk about abortion. Trump said. Now, what he means by that is, we can't talk about heartbeat bills. We can't talk about all out bans. 15 weeks, I'll work a deal. <laughs> they're all going to like me. Quote. When it's done, they're going to love me. I here promise. you go. Here's my favorite part. Quote. Last year, I was able to do something that nobody thought was possible. <laughs> and you have to really think about this and study this because it's very important. We ended Roe v. Wade. No kidding. Really? Who would have thunk it? You just think about it, he added, because people have to get elected. <laughs> we have to get elected. But I did something that for 52 years people talked about. They spent vast amounts of money in fighting it, but they couldn't get the job done. They couldn't get the job done. I got the job done. I got it done. I'm going to throw this out there. I think the state of Mississippi and Dobbs was the uh, impetus on this, the catalyst to move this forward. Yes, he appointed 
three Supreme Court justices, one that had the, to be approved by the Senate, one by the holdover way. by the Obama era uh, with the death of uh, Antonin, Antonin Scalia. By the way, thank you to Mitch McConnell that Merrick Garland is not a Supreme yes. Court justice. Thank uh, you, sir. He got borked, um, <laughs> or actually just Garlanded. <laughs> he got, he got, <laughs> he, got, he, got McConnell. he got Mitched. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Yeah, uh, I really I'll, like. That. I'll leave his other Thank nickname you. off. Right uh, now. Uh, never mind. Um, so, so we we got we got uh, thanks Neil yeah. Gorsuch, and then of course we have the the, the gang, gang the gang rapist, Brett you know, Campbell, uh, yeah. serial partier loves beer. Yeah, he woo, loves beer. Yeah, um, in 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 uh, Brett Kavanaugh, uh-huh. and then blank piece of paper, eleventh uh, hour, extreme Catholic. Amy Coney Barrett, who, who, and thank God for all three of those, because without those three, yes, Roe v. Wade is not overturned. And yes, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump did appoint all three of those, of course, with Senate approval. Correct. And I think that would be kind of like, and for some of you out there, you would, you know, laud this, and some of you out there might struggle with this. And that would be if Lindsey Graham came out and said, listen, I got this done. Well, he has kind of said that. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I, I know. I know. That's, <laughs> I've been in. Yeah. I've been in like the fifteen speeches since so, this day. So yes. you know, uh, more dead Russians the better. Also, I got, and I'm not saying that he said that. Yeah, that's uh, his quote. I'm not saying that at all. He uh, said, <laughs> "Please, Russia." He said I'm that. not saying he that. He said that during uh, the balanced budget. Y- yes. Conference. Uh, yeah. So, um. Where were we? Uh, <laughs> Trump got it done. He said Trump it got it done. Name. Lindsey Graham got it done. Uh, I mean, that would be kind of like Cory Booker saying, "I didn't get it done." Although I am Spartacus, I have, uh, um, this is my Spartacus moment. Yeah. So, so profiles encourage here. Uh, whether it's the Senate sisters or the President of the United States, let me tell you who I believe is truly courageous. And this is a pivot, a good pivot. Hard. Pivot. You know where I'm going with Hard this. Hard pivot. Uh, Chloe Cole. Chloe Cole is courageous. Well done. Chloe Cole is so courageous that she is traveling to the United States. I listened to her last night at Augusta, Georgia. She's going to be with us on November the 6th in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Chloe Cole, if you're not familiar, is the young lady who at 13 began hormone blockers. At 15, she had a double mastectomy. At 16, she realized that one day she may want to breastfeed and be a mother. And so she well. stopped. And she detransitioned back into being her biological, God given gender sex being a woman and she is a powerful speaker got the opportunity to listen to her paula scanlon who is leah i'm sorry will thomas's uh swim partner or was his swim partner Not at Penn, um where she talked about a young lady whose locker was next to will's who had to go to the public <sighs> restroom to change yeah. the women's restroom to change because she didn't want to change next to a man yeah. in her locker yeah it's awkward. that's courage yeah, agreed. That's courage. So, Chloe Cole, courageous. And on November the 6th in Spartanburg, South Carolina, we are going to be hosting a gathering of conservatives to understand what it means to help children and not harm them. Interesting. And uh, you can get your tickets. Uh, we'll have them on our website soon. Uh, for that event, the, actually, the the General Assembly... Tickets are free. We just need to know if you're coming. It's going to be free if you want to help sponsor the event to save children and help them and not harm them. We'll have that information available on our website as well. You can be a hero of children in the state of South Carolina and promote true courage by coming to see Chloe Cole and... Palmetto family, as we stop the insanity of gender mutilation in America and specifically South Carolina. 
We transition from the courage aspect. And, you know, some of you might include this next person in the courage aspect. I'm losing more and more of the ability to do so. President Volodymyr Zelensky visited Washington this week. Now, he was in New York at the United Nations mm-hmm. General Assembly. A complete waste of time. The United Nations does nothing. The United Nations is pointless. This isn't him speaking. This is my opinion. She, he's, he's Careful. He's speaking. Yeah, careful. Uh, the United Nations is pointless. You have five nations that have veto power. Two of them are China and Russia. Kind of pointless. Who are in my the opinion. other? United States. United States, Great Britain, and France. In, is it India? Or no, it it's France? France. I believe it's France, China, China Russia. and Russia. Oh, thank so goodness! If, France is this. If one of them, if one of it might be, it might not be France. I don't know. I think in order to be have a veto power vote, you need to win a war on your own. Um, the United Nations is pointless. It's a waste of time. The General Assembly is a waste of time. So going to speak to the General Assembly is a waste of time. I don't believe it benefits us at all. It is France. It, uh, there are five permanent members bang. and ten non-permanent members, five of which are elected each year yeah, by rotate. the General Assembly out for a two-year term. So there are 15 at any given time. So Volodymyr Zelensky spoke at the United Nations and berated the United Nations for not protecting countries and um, also said that the United Nations, it, humanity is not reaching its climate objectives. Funny. What? Interesting. Um, to who curb, are you? To curb the temperature of the earth 0.01 degree? He, this guy, this guy was an, and again, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to actors becoming national leaders. One of my favorite presidents was an actor and became a national leader. Donald Trump? No. Oh. Uh, the, 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 you fired. No. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, oh, that's. No. So, then he comes to power, and again, Russian aggression. Should Russia have invaded Ukraine? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Sovereign boundaries. Can I say that one more time? Of course not. But you want to know something else that I think is important to understand is that we haven't passed a budget. We can't fund our own government. And yet this guy in a green jumpsuit is going to come over here and shake me down for more money? Do you know how much taxpayer money has gone to Ukraine? Uh, uh, several, a lot. Uh, like 50 or, and, and I could be off here, 50 or 60 billion. He came back over and asked for what, another 12? Yeah. 12 billion. And he asked for, get this, long range Long missiles. range missiles. We're not giving those yet. I wonder yet. why. Hmm. We're not giving those yet. Uh, is that for, is that just for strategic defense or is he planning on going on the offensive? When Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, Washington, this is from the Washington Post, Democracy Dies in Darkness. When he last visited Washington, it was a top-secret journey, and it was his first trip outside his country since Russia had invaded. He received a hero's welcome at the White House and on Capitol Hill that day in December, evoking comparisons to Winston Churchill's visit in 1941 during the World War II. Like, are we... I don't like those comparisons at all. For Zelensky, the immediate challenge this past Thursday was to cajole lawmakers to support President Biden's administration's latest request for $24 billion with 12. a B. Billion Ouch. Ouch. with a B in military and humanitarian aid for Ukraine. Now, I am all about helping the people who have been caught in the crossfire. I totally yeah, get absolutely. it. And that includes the crossfire of Ukrainian missiles killing 17 of their own people. He said that. Uh, no, the New York Times said oh, oh, okay. that because a, a missile killed 17 people and immediately we were told it was the Russians' fault and then later we find out, no, no, it was a Ukrainian missile. Listen, if you keep this up, Hunter Biden's going to come here and he's going to... 10% for the big guy. 
Now, the reason why this is so touchy for me is because no one knows what what is the objective. What is the objective? Is the objective here 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 let's break it down. Is the objective for Russia to leave Ukraine as it is? I would think that would be a perceived objective. Is the objective to get all of the territory back that they've lost before, Once including again, Crimea? A perceived objective. Now, again, I'm just going to make the point. Crimea has already been taken. Crimea right. has been taken for a while. I would assume at this point it's just to strike a peace. Whether okay. it, wherever Russian boots are, they keep that. Then, then the United States needs to orchestrate that peace because the president of Ukraine is not going to do that. No. Okay, now, Jake Sullivan, national security. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness for Jake Sullivan. He is the man with answers. Let's listen to Jake Sullivan when he was pressed about this in the press briefing room on Thursday. First, with regards to the United States' commitment to Ukraine, there are 26 Republican lawmakers, including six senators, a small minority, as you mentioned before, um, who sent a letter to the OMB director saying that they were unaware of just how much the administration has spent thus far in support of Ukraine. They know how much was appropriated, obviously. But they don't know how much has been spent thus far. Do you have a general figure you can give us? Uh, I'm not going to stand here and give a precise figure. What I will tell you is that we have supplied to the Congress every dollar that has been obligated. So if they are unaware, it's because they are not looking at the reports that we are submitting to the Hill. And so, ouch. so wait, you can't stand at a podium inside the briefing room and tell me how much money we've given? If they're unaware, they're not reading their homework. Uh, what? We gave it to them. They're not reading it. So, so then we go to a nice catered luncheon a meeting. State lunch? A state lunch? Well, no, no, no. It's a, it's a meeting. It's a lunch meeting. Uh, they have placards and water and nice. nice sunflowers in the room. President Biden. It's a fall feeble, decor. Feeble old man. Maybe and handing out PSLs in the lobby. President Zelensky uh, meeting together in the White House. Let's, She's sitting. She's sitting. Listen to the question. It's going to be hard to hear. So lean in because no one's mic'd at this point because the president doesn't sit down. Listen to the question. And then President Biden's response. Are you, are you confident that Congress is going to support your uh, efforts to get this supplemental aid? Did you get any assurances? I'm counting on a good judgment of the United States Congress. There's no alternative. Thank you. All right, we ready? Thank you so much. So, a couple things there that I think are worth noting. He has no idea where he's going after he gets done talking. Secondly, I'm counting on the good judgment of the United States Congress, and then he says, there is no alternative. There is no alternative other than spending the boondoggle amounts of cash I want to spend on a country and border that isn't our own. The big guy's shaking down Congress. I don't know how else to put this, folks. Well, Pete, from a from a from a conservative from a conservative <laughs> perspective, Robin Peters is really trying to rake in the cash. Um, oh, well, that's not the Pete I was talking about, but big guy. Here's the Pete. thing. Here's here's the thing. In his time as vice president, and then he bragged about it on camera in 2019 that he got the prosecutor fired. 
he got the blankety blank fired yeah. that was investigating Burisma, specifically right. his son's role on the board. Then President Trump, who calls Zelensky because Ukraine has been a corrupt country for decades. No kidding. You mean run by an oligarchy, deep Russian ties, complete and total. You mean like Soviet regime, USSR, communism just left its vestiges behind? Shocking. Huh? Unbelievable. Shocking. So so then President Trump says, you know, you should probably look into this. Oh, no, impeached. Now, it now was a, it was a the leader of that perfect country. Perfect phone call. Perfect phone call. We hear that Russia might invade Ukraine. President Biden says, well, if it's a minor incursion, we won't do anything. And so then he invades. And we've been at this now for a year, uh, supposedly. Are you talking about the invasion? Yeah. It's been over a year. Oh, well over a year. Yeah. We're going on two. It was yeah. right after the Winter Olympics in 2021. One? Yeah. Or early 22. We're closing in on two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now, now that same president, that same leader in Ukraine is coming to the United States, shaking down our government for more money. And he's using and the enforcer. And I think it's high time that the folks in Congress say no. No, no more. Would they be exercising bad judgment if they said that? No, I think they'd be exercising good judgment. Uh, well, he is he counting says, on their good judgment. He says that they're going to be uh, accounting for good judgment. Okay. But listen, President Biden loves protecting the borders of Ukraine. Meanwhile, Swiss cheese. 4,000 migrants are moving into Eagle Pass right now. Thousands of predominantly Venezuelan adult illegal immigrants moved into Texas and gathered under a nearby bridge on Wednesday, oh. reminiscent of the Haitian migrant crisis two years ago. This according to Fox News. Texas troopers told Fox News that their initial count of the number of migrants moving across the water and into Eagle Pass was about 4,000. Many of them told Fox News they were arriving from Venezuela, with some saying they arrived on a train from Mexico. The Mexican military deployed on the Mexican side of the border, but they did not stop the migrants from crossing. The U.S. has seen a sharp uptick in crossings at the southern border in recent days. Officials have made over 45 thousand migrant encounters in the last five days alone both at the ports of entry and in between them with multiple days of over eight thousand illegal immigrant encounters per day in the picture above that and yes i appreciate your demography work or fox news's demography work before this and saying that they're mostly adults yeah in another theater and another time and place we would call the you know what we call those fighting age males yep 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 mm-hmm I'm not going to say the word replacement or the, the term replacement theory, but we'll get there. Sources have also told Fox News that there were around 230,000 migrant encounters in August. I'm, I'm sure there are 230,000 in the month of August. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, has not released its official numbers. That 230,000 would be significantly up from the 180,000 in July and the 144,000 in June. August numbers would mark the highest month in 2023. The highest month. In 2023. Now. Thank God Kamala Harris says the borders are. Now. She's going to get it under control. Here's the problem. Here's here's where the issue lies. We just talked about Biden's, President Biden's administration's ability and willingness to absolutely control the border of Ukraine. They refuse to control the border of the United States. So someone asked Corinne Jean-Pierre, because if you want answers, you go to Corinne Jean-Pierre. She is, she is President Biden's night nurse, wet nurse, if you will. Um, she makes sure that he's tucked in at night and makes sure he's put away. And, and then, you know, when he dribbles, she cleans it up. 
And, you know, if you got to change the bedding every now and again, I'm sure she'll do that as well. So KJP, he just looked up the definition. KJP. She is not a wet nurse. <laughs> she is not a wet nurse. Night nurse. Night nurse. Thank you. KJP gets asked the question about the high numbers. Are you ready for this? Listen to KJP's answer. Listen to her answer. It's astonishing. And so we have taken actions. We have taken multiple actions. Uh, but again, this happens. It ebbs and flows. That's what we see at the border uh, for different trends, for different reasons. I was told a couple months, months ago that you guys were doing a great job and it was at an all-time low. That's now like, I'm told it's ebbing and flowing. We have taken action. That's like, you know. <laughs> that's pretty bland. Some, some, you know, that's like a coach looking at the baseball team after a 10-1 loss. Or 10-3. 10-3, chop on. And he looks at the team and says, hey, you guys played like garbage. I mean, there were 14 errors on the field. Yeah. Lucky to only this, lose by this, seven. Yeah, this is this is unacceptable. And the captain of the team looks at the coach and says, we did play well. We we did our job, but you're still losing. Yeah, we got 27 outs, coach. Now, I'm not... I'm not I'm not saying that high school baseball players should be held, you know, accountable, you know, to uh, the standard that the leader of the free world and his sovereign borders should be. But I'll say this: if this is the best you can do, yeah, Lord help. So now, now that things are getting bad again, President Biden has to reframe. He's going to try to reframe the narrative. Here's President Biden speaking at the Hispanic Caucus dinner, which, by the way, he exclaims the importance and the necessity for the Black Caucus at this dinner. We won't get into that because that's probably just a slip of the tongue. That's awkward. But at the Hispanic Caucus, here's, here's what President Biden had to say about our immigration crisis and who is really to blame. For decades... Immigration reform has been a bipartisan in this country. Unfortunately, the mega Republican congressman of my predecessor spent four years gutting the immigration system under my predecessor. They continue to undermine our border security today, blocking bipartisan reform. Hey, good. It's always been a bipartisan. A mega, mega. He, he can't trail, say MAGA. He trails off with he, every line. He can't say MAGA. We can't complete a sentence or thought this i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it and we have to look at things from and i'm and i'm trying to be nice God, because i think man. it's important literally to be kind help him someone needs to stop him oh they are they are someone he can't he cannot go for another four years a he can't do it uh, a knight in shining armor will soon ride on the scene whether she's young and fresh and cool or she's so fresh so face hrc it, you oh yeah or, or AOC or GovGav no Gavin Gavin's not ready yet neither are the others well neither was Joe <laughs> they're not ready for prime time <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is he he's, can't he can't say MAGA he's saying mega which I find mega mega fascinating it's, it's huge it's, it's mega 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 is bigger it's like uh, mega way, mind. Mo, way more bigger you got a mind I got a mega mind um it <laughs> he's blaming. The, I'm sorry. He's blaming Republicans, which I find fascinating. Listen, Republicans under his predecessor. Predecessor. Under the predecessor. Under the other they, guy. They gutted immigration policy. Did they? They gutted immigration Did policy. Did they? Now, what have you, what now, is your policy? Let's let's just very quickly, because you know we're, we want to respect your time today. Um, 
you, you got two different ideas here. Yeah. You've got one immigration policy that says catch and release. We've got one that says let them in. We've got one that says make sure that they're taken care of. We've got one that says no matter the reason they're here, they're seeking asylum, and we ride them on buses to cities around America. Except the, except the blue ones. So, Not well, New York or uh, Chicago. Well, they, they were. Go, they need to go somewhere else. They Mitch. were, yeah. Martha's Vineyards, great option. They need to go somewhere uh, else. You know. we, we, we want them in America, but we don't want them here. There's another immigration policy, however, uh-huh. and I believe this is the one that he would not like, which says, hey, you knock on the door. Yeah. If you knock on the door and you come in legally, great. We're happy to have you here. But it's right. going to be done in a well-mannered, well-thought-out fashion. We're going to make sure that you are here legally with good intentions, not a, not just a bunch of fighting-age males pouring across the border to God knows where. Uh, who knows where they're going? Literally, we don't know where... Me- well, <laughs> we don't know where they're going. Um, someone probably does. It's a complete change of the demographic of the country. So when he says they're gutting immigration policies, this is the same guy or administration just about eight years ago that was claiming there were kids in cages, which was a publicity stunt. Are you sure? Because AOC definitely went to a fence and cried. So, which was a publicity stunt. This is the sure? same woman who was handcuffed behind her back and when asked about it. Said, "Well, that's the natural posture of most." Yeah. Yeah, immediately she's like, oh, fight the fight the man. Wait, oh, put my hands back behind my back, which is the natural posture that anybody takes when the police... She's not No, smart. actually, she's not I, actually, having been a police chaplain for some time, you know what the number one thing that police want to do? See your hands. They want I to thought, see your hands. I thought, I thought you were about to say having been arrested. As a, <laughs> well, there was that... Repu- uh, rep- yeah, Republicans mind. have passed legislation in the House to restart border wall construction, increase border security, restrict asylum claims at the border. They've sought to include it in a, in, in a CR that would keep the government funded past the end of the month. It's <laughs> September 22nd. But it seems unlikely that it's going to draw significant Democratic support. Shocker. Imagine that. Meanwhile, the Biden administration has also seen increasing pressure from Democratic jurisdictions where migrants have traveled. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has emerged as a vocal critic of the administration's handling of the crisis, calling for more federal aid because that's going to fix the problem. And other assistance as it deals with more than 110,000 migrants who have entered New York City in the last year. Be a sanctuary city. I dare you. Thousand. And that those are the is, ones we know about. That is, and again, I am all for, America is a land of opportunity. I feel like I'm channeling my inner Tim Scott. America is a land of opportunity. Sure. And one where we welcome your huddled masses. We welcome your poor, your widowed, your orphaned, your you're looking for shelter. We welcome, America you know was what? built on immigration. You know what? You can go to Ellis Island right now, and there's a giant book there. You know what that book has in it? Names of people who came here legally. Thank you. I am all for legal immigration. I am all for it. I think it is great. The problem is the, the, the Biden administration is allowing a complete takeover right now. I mean, you could make the argument, Mitch said it earlier, fighting age males. Not only, not only is it reshaping the population of several cities in the United States of America, and most notably Texas, what it's also doing is it has created a haven 
for fentanyl, which is killing, which people. is coming from which which uh, you you ready for this? Remember the opium wars? You learned about the opium wars in school, yeah. right? What we did to China, or what other countries did to China and India? Not us. What other countries did to China and India? Fentanyl being being manufactured in these faraway places is finding its way to the drug cartels, which is finding its way on the back of these migrants into the United States. And by the way, I don't know if you read the story, but in New York City, there were drugs being cut inside of a daycare for whatever and reason. Killed a ch- and a one-year-old child, child was killed, not because he ingested it. Was it three or four others hospitalized? Yeah. yeah. It was in the, in the air, air. And it killed him. Yeah. So fentanyl is extremely deadly. And not only that, not only do we see a drug crisis now in our country because of an open border, we're seeing a humanitarian crisis when it comes to human and sex trafficking at the border. Yep. And it's turning every state in the United States into a border state. If you do not have a border, you do not have a country. I will argue with anyone on that point. And Preach. if the Biden administration actually wants to protect the United States of America, they will close the border to illegal immigrants as much as they can. Yeah. Because these numbers are numbers we know. These are not counting the numbers we don't know. They're called gotaways. And instead of re- enforcing strict measures at the border, we're going to demonize the men and women who are patrolling the border, putting themselves in harm's way to protect the United States of America. We're not going to do anything to stop what's going on. And what we're going to see, this administration and that specific political ideology seeks to believe that they can replace the demographics of the country with this policy and policies like this. Because they believe that if you're a minority, you'll vote a certain way. If you don't have a border, you don't have a country. So I'll wrap back to the start. I'll wrap back to block A. What's it going to take, Justin? It takes courage. You might not be liked. And I might not be liked for the statement that I made about border and replacement theory and all that. And that's fine. I might not be liked about my uh, because of my take on, on America's role in foreign wars. I might not be liked because I'm challenging the former president on his stance on abortion. I might not be liked because of how I view the idea of standing up to protect the protect the right of people to kill their children. I don't find that courageous. You know what I do find courageous? Doing the right thing. Yeah. Doing the right thing even when it's unpopular, even when it might cost you something. Be courageous the president's never going to listen to me and that's fine but at some point can we please elect leaders in our constitutional republic that actually have a backbone again we we are consistently electing people who have squishy spines who whose spines may have never fully developed it's time for people and that includes us to be courageous and be willing to speak out for truth and and common sense. Yeah. At some point, if we don't, and I'm not saying this country is the be-all, end-all. I'm not. The world was around long before the United States of America, and based on, a, based on an accurate reading of Scripture, it'll be around long after America. But if we don't stand up courageously, 
we'll lose our country. Not only will we lose our country, but I think more importantly, before that, we'll lose our way of life. Yeah. And we'll lose the things we hold well, dear. And we're certainly seeing that now, Justin. I think the number one cry that we hear from people as we travel across the state is, and in, in, yeah, once again, segging back into uh, the the promo here, yeah, no, is, is to stop the insanity. I mean, this is craziness. I mean, everything we've talked about today sounds like we're in some Orwellian dystopia and we're not a night 1984 well, we no it's nearly 2024 and we've got a presidential election coming up and the world seems crazy and insane i'll tell you somebody who has stood up against that and she is a hero she is a champion and you can be a hero and champion too by coming to help us uh introduce chloe cole to the state of south carolina mm-hmm. on november the 6th in spartanburg she is a detransitioner with a story you've got to hear. Uh, it's going to be a night of hope. It's going to be a night of telling you our plan for how we stop the insanity and take back the ground that is South Carolina. And we are going to help you and um, uh, help our state by ensuring ensuring that South Carolina continues and even gets better at being a place where we can live and work and raise a family. So you go to our website for tickets on that. They're free. We just want to know you're coming. Sponsorship opportunities uh, and and that sort of thing. And it's going to be a great day. So we're looking forward to that on November again, the 6th. Monday, again, November that, the 6th. Again, that event is free. Yep. I want to make sure you understand that. It is free. So tickets will so, be out soon on that. You can check, check it out on our website. Absolutely. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, you can do that. Palmettofamily.org. You can invest in the work that we're doing. Again, if you would like to, speaking of that, if you're a, if you're a small business owner yeah. in South Carolina, uh, throughout the state, if you're in the Columbia area where we are, or Greenville, Spartanburg, Charleston, Myrtle Beach, Florence, Augusta, Edgefield, Saluda, I don't care. If you would like to join with Palmetto Family and invest in the work we're doing, you can do that, palmettofamily.org slash invest. If you would like to support specifically this show, I would yep. encourage you to reach out to me, Justin, at palmettofilmy.org. We would love to chat with you. We want to get like-minded, Christian, conservative business leaders on board with us Absolutely. here on this show. There are, there are opportunities for you to to share about your organization, share yep. about your company, yep. and, and, and get that right here on the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state. So I encourage, I encourage you to do that. Reach out to us if you're willing, and we look forward to having that conversation with you. Be on the lookout for our email newsletters over the next couple of weeks, and of course, that event coming up on November 6th is important for you to Last know about thing, as well. very important. It's Friday. We're going into college football weekend. Gamecocks or Bulldogs? Gamecocks are six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, it's home, night game, sellout crowd. I'll take cocky. Uh, gosh, you put me on the spot. I usually don't do this until Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah. Um, Gamecocks win thirty four to twenty three oh, over the Bulldogs. Going, he's going all in here. He's wearing the Tiger Paul shirt. I refuse I to wear going, Gamecock shirts on this show. Uh, <laughs> you've worn them before. I don't anymore, though. I haven't in a long oh, time. Oh. Up in the Upstate at noon Tigers, on Saturday, Tigers Knowles. That game actually was very important a couple weeks ago. Then Clemson stubbed their toe against Duke. It's a referendum game, but it's a noon game in Death Valley. Florida State struggled against Boston College. Clemson's had two cupcake games to gear up for hey, this hey, one. Hey. At Florida, Florida Atlantic, Atlantic stop on, it. Go out. Uh, Not really, but you got Knowles by four, don't you? The line's two and a half, yeah. so it's it's either Clemson wins. They don't. I mean, they're not going to cover and lose. Um. Uh, 
Florida State withstands the early onslaught from Clemson and that crowd. Give me the Knowles. Yeah, I figured. Give me the Knowles 27 to 17. Wow, 10. Clemson, Clemson avenges that loss in December. Oh, in the championship game. Clemson. Got well, actually, it. well, that might be tough to do because yeah, they've already got one yeah, conference yeah, loss. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it should be a fun game. I'm a little bit iffy on that one. I I, I would cut that. Don't set that in stone. I might change that uh, tomorrow right. morning. You all can, right. by the way, you can follow Palmetto Family on all of our social media pages: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I, it's not Twitter. It's X now. My bad, Elon. Do that. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Yeah. It's fall. Get out with the family. Enjoy the time. Touch some grass. Beautiful. Forget about Beautiful these things weather. that are going on in the world. Focus on your family and your faith and your and your time with them. We'll see you back here on Monday on the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. God bless you all.